I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Comment Writers. Uh, I'm your host. My name is Josh, joined, as always, by Toby Tobes. What's up, Toby? Not much, Josh. Toby, we, uh, I, I should say, are a Common Writer review podcast, and we're here to watch Common Writer Geats. We watched episode 15. That's what we're talking about today. But before we get into that, Toby... Well, before we get into that, if we have to explain to people what the show is, yeah, 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 I want to point out that we're called the Comment Writers because the show is Common Writer, mm, and, we co- and we comment on the show. That's <laughs> Common that's <true>. Writer. <laughs> Thank you for breaking it down for people. Yeah, <laughs> we never really, we never really reeled it back that far. We we told people it was a pun, but there's a chance that we've had people sitting out there. For 15 episodes now and be like, how, what is it a pun about? I just don't get it. <laughs> Comment what? No, they're talking. They're <laughs> <laughs> not commenting on anything. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> we write emails and reviews. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that's fair. I can see someone being very confused. We did I have a string. <laughs> we did have a string, Toby, of you renaming the podcast, though. We did. We should have named it Here Comes the Highlight. I thought about that earlier today. Yeah. Or Here Comes the Highlights. And that would have been like a pun too, because he says highlight, but we have multiple highlights, so it's highlights. No, no, you told me that one early on. <laughs> we had that conversation. Maybe it was off, uh, uh, off, off podcast. But you, you and I, you, you told me that specific thing of like. Then it's like multiple highlights, more than one. <laughs> I remember you having that epiphany. You know, we just had a conversation before the show about like gaslighting each other into believing things. I'm pretty sure I never did that. And you're just telling me I did it because it sounds like something I would do. And now I kind of believe it. <laughs> no, it's real. It really is a thing you said. Because I remember I remember at the time thinking how dumb it sounded. <laughs> I was like, it's not multiple highlights. It's just a single highlight still. Yeah. Um, that, that does lock us in pretty hard to Common Rider Geats specifically. <laughs> so, you know. If we keep doing this and like review another season down the road, um, then then it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be appropriate anymore. But we we should we should stick with what we're doing then. That seems like <clears throat> yeah, I the think best idea of all. I think we're nailing it really. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of names, Toby, let's go ahead and, and jump into this email that we received this week. Um, where was we that? An, where does that email come from? Uh, this email comes from Charlie in Texas. Charlie says, I would like to put my hat in the ring for a new funny and pun title. So here we go. So Charlie has taken up the mantle and and trying to usurp you. So before you tell the rest of Charlie's story, please Uh give the backstory to Charlie's email. (laughs) Like like what I asked you about it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. Yes. So, So Toby, you know, we talked about has been doing these horrible pun titles for the show and had 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 a string of that. And then he'd stopped and we talked about the fact that you'd stopped. And then like right after that, it felt like we got this email <laughs> and the, the, the pun that I'm about to read you is, I'm sorry, Charlie, so bad <laughs> that it felt, it felt like it had to have been from Toby under a pseudonym. <laughs> the the so, best part is Josh's message to me says, okay, are you Charlie from Texas? You have to tell me if you are. <laughs> And it sounds like almost like he was talking to me like I was a cop. And he's like, you have to tell me if you're you have to tell me if you're a cop, right? You 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 can't just set me up like this. You have to tell me you're Charlie from Texas, otherwise it's entrapment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still not 100 percent 100 percent convinced that you're not Charlie from Texas, and this isn't just a long ruse. Uh, But I'll I'll play along, Charlie, (laughs) in air quotes. Uh, So Charlie says, no, no, wait, (laughs) one last thing before you say it. I'll try. I, I will react appropriately, but if I somehow like laugh hysterically off of this, and you're like, "This is the worst pun ever," it's just gonna be the perfect, <laughs> like the perfect close to this whole Charlie drama. <laughs> okay, so Charlie says, since the command twin buckle has been revealed, so that's the one where uh, they turn into the jet fighter, basically. Uh, so since the command twin buckle has been revealed, I would like to put forth the idea of here's the podcast name common twin podcast k-a-m-e-n-d twin podcast charlie lose our email buddy (laughs) (laughs) 
Charlie, Charlie says, Charlie says, it's not my best work, but it's relevant and it's the best I can think of right now. See, so being a, a Charlie like, I will say when you run into that wall of like, I want to think of a witty joke for this and like you're on a time limit, you do start reaching after a while. Here's here's the thing that I love about Charlie, and this is gonna sound like a negative, but Charlie, I I appreciate you and I adore you. <laughs> You don't have to send an email, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not my best work, but it's the best I can do right now. It's like something you tell your high school teacher when you're like turning in an essay that you didn't spend enough time on. <laughs> like, like you could have just waited another week and come up with a better pun. <laughs> Charlie was so excited, and you're punching down so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> he just got like four minutes in the episode. He's like, oh my god, they found my email. <laughs> No, I like Charlie. I want to hear more puns from you. So Toby's fired from puns. That's what we. That's what we're learning. P- fired slash eliminated slash retired. Whatever the, the your, proper your, phase out is. Your your position has been eliminated. <laughs> Charlie, however, listen this this first this first uh, crack at the the pun title. Not the best pun that I've ever heard. I think we can all agree. But I see potential in you, Charlie, and I want to hear more. So if you're out there, if you're listening, I want to hear I want to hear your second idea. I want to hear your third idea. Keep sending them in when they pop in your head. I think we're going to strike gold at some point with Charlie. You know, Char- Charlie's one of those one of those ones that you got to put in a little bit of work, you got to put in a little bit of time, but I think <laughs> yeah, we'll shine get it there. up real nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Charlie, my first one was common sense. And you know, that 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 was maybe a swing and a miss, but my follow-up was cure for the common cold. And that's when it really struck gold as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your, your second one was so much better than your first one. Also, it's kind of not fair because you took all the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> like here, at, at the very least, here's the thing we can say about Charlie. Charlie didn't use common, K-A-M-E-N, as the word common, like most of yours. <laughs> you know what I'm looking at? Command. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. <laughs> I wasn't just letting you hang on that one. I was reading my other ones real quick and trying to figure out how many times I did that. Sometimes you do just leave me hanging on things for some purpose, though. <laughs> I wanted to clarify because that felt like a panic of like he's not talking. <laughs> sometimes, if I sometimes, so you know, I've podcasted with a lot of people in my lifetime now at this point. Um, sometimes when you're on the air with somebody and there's like dead air like that, you know, it's like from inexperience, like the person doesn't really know to like jump in and do the banter with you. I feel like it's always vindictive. Like I know that you're letting me hang on something because I said something dumb or because you want to accentuate, you know, how embarrassing it was. That's how it always works. Like Abbott and Costello. <laughs> we, have, truly, we, have to, we have to build the bit. <laughs> truly the Abbott and Costello of our time. <laughs> Uh, I don't know enough about Abbott and, Co- uh, Abbott and Costello to claim which one I want to be. <laughs> uh, but Charlie, thank you so much for the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, we've got a couple other emails here. We can jump into to emails. Um, so our good friend Shade also sent in an email for this uh, this week. Um, Shade uh gives us some more information and trivia kind of about the show so we can run down through what uh shade is talking about as you send me an abbott and costello <laughs> picture this tells me nothing <laughs> no i'm um, the, i'm the one with the hat and you're the they one both are the wearing <laughs> all right you sent me a picture of two men wearing hats and you just said i'm the one with the hat you know which one is which let's get I serious genuinely do not <laughs> I read Shade's email. <laughs> no, we're gonna dig into this. Which one? Which one is a hat, and which one, in your eyes, cannot be cannot be qualified as a hat? So uh, you answered too quick. I was gonna say you're the one with the tie that's getting pulled, with the adorable okay. lost look on his face. Yeah, that's, I'm the yeah. guy with the hat that's pulling the tie. You that, got that overexcited. Seems, yeah, that seems fair. I do think I do think our roles have reversed a little bit. Like I think, In which way? I, well, I, you know, like the the first time that you and I podcast together was was like you were sort of the main host and you were dragging me along like in this, <laughs> in this photo, and now now I'm the one who does more of the like leading main hosting. So I feel like I it's reversed a little bit where I'm um, I'm I'm more of the guy with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
we need to go into the uh, the Photoshop old days and just switch the two heads on the two bodies for no reason. Right. Rather than say, like, you're the other person, we're just going to switch the heads on the bodies. <laughs> yeah. Genius. <laughs> and, and then it's a real thing. <laughs> anyway, back to Shane's email. <laughs> um, so you and I, today. <laughs> we, we, oh, yeah, we're starting off, <laughs> starting off strong. Um, you and I have really been liking the the fight choreography, I think, in the past few episodes that we've watched. Um, and at least for me, it continues through episode 15 that we watched for today. Um, so Shade kind of tells us why that might be. So episodes 13, 14, and 15, the action was directed by Koichi Sakamoto, who oh. apparently <laughs> is is a like veteran action director who's worked on like Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, Ultraman, Power Rangers, and a bunch of other um, Toku shows. So I guess, I guess uh, the the action director switched up around that time, and that's that's where all the action suddenly got a lot better. <laughs> it was because they they brought in a famed director. That's definitely a good call on their part, then. Yeah, it's definitely it, like ramped up dramatically, and it's way cooler than it used to be. Yeah, around episode thirteen, like it kind of feels like a different show when it comes to the action, which is which is great. I wonder if he's also the fan of like putting action with the theme song over top of it because they love doing that now. <laughs> yeah, like, like the last couple episodes, it's definitely a consistent of you know when shit's about to get crazy because because <laughs> suddenly uh, trust last <laughs> comes on. <laughs> Um, uh, Shade says that Kamen Rider Glare's vision driver, that's the, the driver that Kamen Rider Glare uses, is the result of uh, the success of last year's Demon's Driver in um, Kamen Rider Revice. The Demon's Driver was made with a LED similar to the vision driver, and it's more expensive as the toy than your usual rider belts are um, because they're aimed at like an older audience, essentially. So us, they're aimed for us. Us with disposable incomes us and with the, nothing better to do with their time. And. Us with the disposable income and and uh, and us that um, get like weird boners for hacking, <laughs> like like <laughs> like movie hacking specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my fun thing I found the other day when I was doing a bunch of research about other ridiculous shows I'm watching. The same stuntman, Josh, plays all of the throwaway characters in the costumes. Oh, like all of the like non-main writers? Yeah, so like uh, Punk Jack, the Owl, the Pan, and some other ones are all played by the same stuntman because oh. he doesn't have to double up. He just has different characters all the time, and he has to keep them working. That's what he has to do. Interesting. It's cool to know. What what research led you to common writer knowledge? <laughs> what were you uh, looking up? So I was watching uh, Alice in Borderlands. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to figure out where the one lady was from. So I looked her up and I was like, wow, she's married to the guy who played Ace Attorney live action in Japanese shows. Oh. And from there, I realized that he was in Common Rider. So I was like, wow, she's married to a Common Rider. <laughs> and then from there, I was trying to figure out how many people write Common Rider because the stories are pretty good. And I was like, is this one person doing 50 episodes or a group of people? So when I found the staff list of Common Rider Geats, I found out that one same actor plays lots of different people. Nice. Yeah, I would imagine that it works probably a lot like Hollywood shows do where there's a writing team, but maybe like a single person gets credited like per episode or something. But I haven't haven't dug into it. But that, that's the con that's the common hole I went down. <laughs> the the common hole. Uh, I also didn't know that there was a like Japanese live action Ace Attorney. I mean, there's everything. I, 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 through all my research, I found out they have pretty much live action everything that was like a popular cartoon that's, or yeah, animated that's thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Masato Sudamune for playing lots of suit actors. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get that into it where we start knowing suit actor names because that's that's a thing. Like people people definitely know suit actors and can sometimes recognize them just when they show up based on their movements and stuff. Um, I am not there. <laughs> I, I'm not that deep of a fan. Suit actor seems like one of those roles where like you could probably you're like you're probably hyped. You're like, wow, I get to play Punk Jack in the costume. I'm cool. And you <laughs> tell your friends, and they're like, bullshit, man. And you're like, no, seriously, it's me. <laughs> no way, like, that's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah it pro probably is it, it, yeah it'd be the same thing if you like you know you're the guy who played darth vader or like you're the guy who was in r2d2 or something 
Like that's totally me. Like whatever, man. It's 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 like remote control. There's not even a person in there. <laughs> cool. You went beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I'm really bad in general with like with actors. Like even in even in like English speaking stuff in Hollywood movies. Like I. I generally don't know a ton of actors names for the most part. Like I'll recognize faces, but like um, people also get very into the people, the, the suit actors that were in Godzilla too, like specifically like the different eras of Godzilla and who was in the suits and those particular things. And if you go back and watch some of those old Godzilla's like, their movements are so exaggerated that it is very clear that like, Oh, this is the same dude who was in that other movie. Cause he's, he's doing the exact same weird hand motions or whatever. He's bouncing up and down in the same way when he walks on that um, same vibe, there have been four or maybe five now, uh, Jason Voorhees actors. Like, so just big hulking okay. man in a hockey mask. Yeah. But they all have their different ways that they play him. I guess, obviously physically with how they do things. So that's a hot debate too of like which who's the best, which Jason is your Jason slash the best <laughs> Jason kind of thing. It's like the horror <clears throat> equivalent of like the Star Trek captains. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's great. Um, Shade goes on to tell us that uh, so the game master, um, who was also Colin Rider Glare, uh, Girori, um, previously played King Maya of the Magic Land in Colin Rider Wizard in Magic Land movie. I've not watched that movie. I've not also not watched Kamen Rider Wizard, unfortunately. Apparently, the role was not that memorable. But um, there's there's, there's a, a, an actor again that has p- played sort of multiple characters in Kamen Rider, which is interesting that they there, there's been kind of that many like you know Kamen Rider and Sentai crossovers. The shades pointed out, and like Kamen Rider and Kamen Rider crossovers. Like, um, yeah, it's interesting they go back to the kind of the same actor well sometimes. Um, Shade says that Ace's actor has been pretty busy for the past month promoting the movie and the new Common Rider exhibition alongside Revice and uh, the first Common Riders actors. And then um, Shade linked to kind of the opening exhibition uh, video, which I also shared with you, um, which it, it's pretty interesting. So it's like there are I don't think it's like the or necessarily always the suits from the shows because they don't look exactly the same. Um, in some cases, and, and it's probably not the actual suit actors either. It's just, you know, people they've hired, I, I would guess. Um, but so it's, like, it's like when you rent an Elmo suit to go to it, a child's birthday party. It's yeah. like good enough. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. not the suit. Or it's like it's like when you go to like Disneyland and it's like, you know, that you see like the characters bouncing around and it's like, yeah, OK, you're 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 a convincing uh, you know, Donald Duck, but you don't look like you did in the cartoon. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's you look real. Sure. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting because they're all like walking down the stairs. They, they do their quick little pose and you get like a really good view of what that common writer looked like, um, which I think is something you probably hadn't really seen before. It's like the full breadth of the history of common writer as it, as it pertains to uh, the suits themselves. Well, like there's, um, so there's a bunch of like random fun ones. Like I, I, yeah. I kind of, click through like each like generation that came down i guess we'll call it yep and then it hit the stretch where there was like four or five green full costumed look like praying mantis guys in a row yeah and i was like this is the common rider i know <laughs> or at least like the my vague understanding of what it was yeah like they the at the beginning early common rider was like it was definitely variations on a theme for a while where like they kept a lot of the same stuff here and there and then um it gets crazy, obviously. Like, like the one guy comes down, coming on a drive, like has like a tire around his midsection. Um, X Aid, who, who we've talked about before, is like pink with green hair. <laughs> I was like, I, I was excited about him. Yeah. So like when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. Cool. Yeah, he's crazy looking. Um, even um, you know, Common Rider Zero One, who's the yellow one towards the end. He is like in some ways more traditional because he looks like a grasshopper. You know, he kind of pulls from those early designs, but also just because the fact that he's like bright yellow and that's kind of the only distinguishing color on him is like radically different looking. So, yeah, they, they've really like I feel like ratcheted up the design over the years. <laughs> um, but it's interesting going back and looking at some of the some of the old ones and some of them hold up really well. Like I think Kuga, uh, which is like one that's sort of um red has kind of like a hard red uh chest piece i think i think uh he still looks pretty cool um and yeah the the original original common writer i think still looks awesome too 
but Here, here's, it's cool your, ran- seen them here's your random your random pool for the day. I'm sure you know. So the colony from wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the ants. That's pretty much the vibe I get from that video. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's probably like <clears throat> I, the, I think that the common writer had to be a bit of an inspiration for the the, the colony <laughs> over the years. Has to be. Um, and definitely they're, they're, they're also pulling from just like Lucha, tr- Lucha traditions and stuff like that too. But if you're, so if you're not, go, go ahead. Say, if you don't know what we're talking about, <clears throat> the colony is like a wrestling tag team trio, quadrio, whatever. They, yeah. They've had a ants. ton of members over the yeah, years. They're all yeah. just ants, but it's like fire ant and green ant and stuff like that. So it's basically almost the same costume and they all look like ants, but just color splash changes. Yep. So, yeah, that, so there, that was my reference. <laughs> there's like a, a soldier ant and he is he's the ant, but he's in camo fire ants in red, obviously. Like, yeah, they, they all have like variations on the theme, but like it's very clear they're all from the same lineage, which is totally common writer for sure. Like oh, they all share the same design elements. Um, And 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 just like common writer, you can't tell who they are when they're in their masks. They just go by you know, the, the ant name. Did you know that orange Cassidy was, I think fire ant. I found out years later. Okay. And yeah. I was all excited. I never yeah, knew. I, I never obviously knew didn't know at the time. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so they're, they're still, still, uh, uh, out there on the grand stage, I guess the, the various ants. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's been your wrestling minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could talk about wrestling for upwards of one minute. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's some crazy we, we gotta talk about wrestling maybe for like 30 seconds after this email because there's some crazy stuff going on uh <laughs> but um shade, shade goes on and um links us to a couple other videos of the the exhibition that's happening which is um actually really cool so it's it's like a museum sort of like archive of common writer so it's like all of the various like gadgets that common writer has used over the years on the shows all of the suits on display and you can kind of like walk through and and view it all like we would have here for for a you know traveling museum display so it seems pretty cool it seems limited from what i was looking it up like limited time um but yeah there's a bunch of videos of like ace's actor kind of walking through and touring it at one point he like signs a wall because they have a big like you know poster board thing up where clearly there's gonna be a bunch of actors come come through and sign up and stuff so it's pretty cool and then shade finishes this email out with something truly wonderful toby um i can't wait i can't wait (laughs) shade sends us the full version of neon's dance so early in the show neon um has this like idol-esque dance for her twitch stream (laughs) and it's just a short clip in the show as kind of the intro to her stream but then they recorded a full version so you get the full song and the full the full dance with it and all what, the peasants rejoiced. <laughs> it is, um, yeah, I, you know, not usually my thing of the like super, um, super kawaii <laughs> Japanese girl thing, but yes, it is. Shut up. <laughs> I, I was, I was pretty into it. <laughs> I was pretty into this one. <laughs> uh, and then, then Shane sends us a second email to tell us a couple more things that he had forgotten. First is that Gita's, um OST, the original soundtrack, Volume One. Uh, was released about a month ago. That had also um, missed me, so that's nice to hear. I think um, I think it, I found that looking for something else. We we're looking for the one oh, day. Nice. The it one doesn't the, include the, the cake conversation. I think I found. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then yeah. um, he he also links uh, Geetz's the the song from the movie is called "Change My Future." It doesn't do it for me. I gotta say, I don't know if you've listened to that one yet, but uh, it's like the movie theme, and it's it's like slow. And it just it doesn't have that punch that I want a common writer song to have, unfortunately. So it's funny you mentioned that. So let's say let's say you really like the song. Like a, a anime intro, the I really like intro, this song. The, yeah. <laughs> the Geats intro, whatever. If you were if you were like if you and I were having a conversation, we'll say, and I was like, Common Rider Geats has the best intro. And mm-hmm. you were like, No, you fool, Common Rider Kuga or one of them has the best intro. Yeah. So we both argue our points. And then okay. I was like, look at this. Listen to this cover of the Geats intro. This is the sickest song ever. Do you think it's fair to use a cover as a reference to be like, this is why this song is so good? Because when you find a cool cover of it, it's better? Or should it only be a core material versus core material? I think core material versus core material. Because like, cause the cover 
if it's cooler than the original, like it's bringing something new to the table. So it's not the original song. Like th there are lots of covers that I love where I don't even really like enjoy the original song that much because they're that much different. But it, it's still, it could still be a great song though. Like yeah, that's yeah, what makes, for sure. that's what makes it so great because the cover just <laughs> amplifies the coolness of the okay, song. Okay, I'm, I'm now realizing this is an argument you were having with someone else, and I've chosen the opposite <laughs> of your side. <laughs> After years of being the, to being together, Abdi Costello really nailed on the gimmick here. No, I, I mean, like, they're, they're different songs at that point. Like, if the, the there are cover songs, there are covers of songs that are similar enough that I think they could be like evaluated together right but if you're saying that the cover is good and the original is not as good then they're different enough they're different songs that's that's my thoughts okay that's fine whatever <laughs> keep going <laughs> was this about common rider or was it about some something else that this original conversation was about a mix of common rider and other, other things in general okay <laughs> what what cover did you find so tokyo ghoul has the greatest opening theme song of all time You've made me listen to it before, yeah. Right. And there's a metal cover of it, which is even better. And I'm like, this is why this is the greatest song ever. And then it all just goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good metal song at that point. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So so wrestling is like succession, but like dumb now. Have you been keeping up with wrestling news? Vaguely. This is I like mean, the, th the, the main stuff, yes. The obvious, right. like, where's WWE going thing? Yeah, if you sorry, if you guys out there like Common Rider and you like stupid drama, you got you got to start reading up on wrestling news. Don't watch wrestling cuz that's just a horrible path to take your life down. But read wrestling news because it's insane. So, real quick, 30 second explainer. Uh, Vince McMahon was the head of WWE. He gets ousted because of like sexual assault claims. He's gone for 6 months. He was still the majority shareholder for the company, so he just inserted himself back onto the board after getting booted out of the company because he can do that. Kicked off three other members of the board, so he just installed this dummy board now that will do whatever he wants, and now he's attempting to sell the company. There was a rumor a couple of days ago that he'd sold it to literally the Saudi Arabian government. Turns out that's not true, but maybe could still happen. <laughs> and yeah, like, now... It's, it's all been the, like the, the CEO... Shake up is really like the wildest part of all this. Yes. He, he installed like a dummy regime of like, yeah, just sit here and do what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he brought in people to do his, his bidding. And the previous uh, CEO, co-CEO was his daughter who resigned like the second he took back power. Like he comes back in and she's like, well, I'm out. And she's out of the company entirely. Like this, this doesn't happen in real life. This is a TV show. This is insane. <laughs> Like the the dude didn't pick up a hobby while he was you know uh, retired in disgrace. He plotted his supervillain revenge. Like I don't even know what's happening. It reminds me of like Common Rider or something insane. Like just, just <laughs> wild stuff happening in wrestling right now. But that's that's your thirty seconds about wrestling. <laughs> All right, let's spend 30 seconds on Kamen Rider then and call this an episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll for the record, little... we're probably about like 25 in and try to in right now. So anyone yeah. that hung, with, hung in with us so far, we're very proud of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we talked about we talked about Kamen Rider a little bit and talked about emails. Things happened. Um, episode 15. <laughs> Episode 15. So to recap, to catch you all up on sort of what's happening in Kamen Rider for episode 14, um, Punk Jack has been hacked by Kamen Rider Glare. Uh, Girori um, knocked his helmet off, took him over. And uh, then Punk Jack basically turned on Geats at that point. They fought and dun, dun, dun. Geats has been eliminated from the DGP. The thing we never saw coming up until this point. We expected it <laughs> way later if it was happening. Yeah, can't can't believe it really occurred. Um, so then that leaves Kawa, Neon, and Buffa still in, in the game um, and, and I guess not controlled. Like uh, technically Punk Jack is still there too, but, you know, obviously he's a, he's a zombie. So, you know, whatever. Um, Neon and Kawa are definitely having doubts about their ability to compete in the game without Geats. Um, he turns out was definitely their security blanket, <laughs> the person who solved all their problems and they are having a massive crisis of faith now at this point of competing. When you, 
and saving the world without Geats. Yeah, like when you literally have the answer for everything, it's hard to probably be without that person who is yeah. like, hey, by the way, I've solved every remote mystery you guys have ever run into. And now I'm going to go take a nap. And now you guys are on your own. <laughs> I'm sure you've had this in your in your job too, like as you as you've progressed through it. But like at some point, I distinctly remember the realization that like, oh, I'm I'm the person who like is the last say now. Like I'm the last line of defense. Like if I don't have the answer, some it just doesn't get solved. <laughs> <laughs> like because like you know when you first start, you have people above you who you would go to for help and stuff. And then like at some point, like you know, priorities and power shifts and stuff and it becomes you. Um, and yeah, that's a very jarring moment. So I, I feel for Neon and I feel for Kawa. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice of you. This episode opens up. Geats has, of course, lost his memory because he's been eliminated from the game. Um, but he's still sort of family with uh, Sumi and and uh, the Game Master. He doesn't remember anything about them, but, you know, they're still they're still there in his house. Yeah, um, like I I didn't think about why that would be the case at first, but then I realized like I guess until someone else wins the game, like his wish is still the wish, like yeah, it didn't reset yet, so he is still a family with the DGP staff. He just doesn't know that they're DGP staff probably or what the hell they're yeah. doing. He wouldn't remember anything about them. Just know that they're family. Yeah, I, I liked so th- this is kind of just the opening scene, but I really liked that. Um, they're, they're doing some small talk at the table and, uh, and I think, uh, the game master says like, oh, being a star sounds, sounds pretty tedious. And Geats corrects him. Uh, it's actually star of the star of the stars. Which <laughs> 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 <This> is great. <laughs> What's on deck today, kiddo? <laughs> yeah. What, what are you up to? You're, yeah. You're heading down to the, heading down to the library. It, it sounded like, it sounded like very like, um, uncle Ben talking to Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as soon as as soon as Geats leaves, Sumi yells at uh, the game master, uh, basically saying like, "This isn't this isn't right. Like, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Enough! I'm protecting the game. I'm making the game run smoothly." So he's on a full on power trip, it's, which is getting worse and worse over the past couple episodes. Like a yeah. full blown like there's like the early joke or statement was like he's playing a little loose with the rules, but still like trying to hold shit together. And now is hardcore just like this game needs to end. So the shit kid is no longer in my life. Yeah. He's, he's tossed them 100% out the window. Um, the, the next scene here is, is interesting. So, and it sort of, uh, I guess it, it undoes like how, what I was expecting to be true about, about sort of the nature of the game. So, um, the game master calls the guy in the greenhouse who we've been seeing kind of raising the, the Giamato. And he says, uh, the greenhouse guy basically says like, oh, now is the time for my Giamato to defeat the world. And the game master like is antagonistic with him and says like, well, I've still got experienced writers on my side. Like I can still <laughs> take them down. Um, but like it, it isn't, it's, it's, it's not like they're working together, which is what I thought was happening. It, it is very like, no, I'm raising Giamato and I'm trying to, to kill the world <laughs> and you're amassing writers who are trying to stop me. Um, I, I vaguely respect your job, but I don't like your job. I'm going to yeah. work as hard as possible to make sure you fail. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, that's more what it is, I guess. Cause they still have each other's phone numbers. Um, so <laughs> maybe they're just like very strong, uh, <laughs> um, um, like work rivals, I guess. I don't know. Um, but certainly, certainly weird. And, and also, like you, we start to see here that the game master maybe realizes that that getting Geats eliminated puts the the whole like experienced writers thing in question. Like maybe he doesn't actually have anyone who can defeat these stronger Giamato now. Who knows? We have this idiot kid and this girl that just wants a boyfriend. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe the guy that wins everything isn't so bad. I, I've got those two. And then I've got this other guy who just wants to kill every common writer, which, which <laughs> feels like not a good thing. <laughs> if he wins, I have no backup ever again. <laughs> we find out that the game for this episode is Battleship, which I never quite understood how it was Battleship. So um, as soon as they said it, I thought of like Battleship, like the C7, you sunk my Battleship game, like yeah. the old school board game. Yeah. Uh, I saw no ties into how this is Battleship whatsoever, unless I missed something for somehow. It, it must have just meant that like the final boss is a like giant battleship that floats over the city or something. Or you're battling the ship. 
maybe. Yeah. But basically the game is just that you have to protect the city, defeat Giamato, save civilians. And you do that by earning points. It's just a points battle. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, which is odd, but, but yeah, it's not, it's not battleship it certainly isn't battleship. No one at any point in this says you sank my battleship, which I was very excited about having, <laughs> ha- having happen. Uh, but I was sadly, my hopes were dashed. Um, everyone sort of, uh, you know, uh, and by everyone, I mean like Kawa and, uh, and, and Neon mostly, but a, l- a little bit of Buffa kind of finds their resolve here by thinking about their wishes. Like I'm going to make my wish come true. They all kind of dive into battle. And yeah, the Giamato are much tougher than they were before, even even kind of the previous battle. And it seems like they've all leveled up, especially the riders. And this is definitely the point where the Game Master is actively worried about about <laughs> the, the riders being able to succeed. But he decides that Buffa can do it. Maybe Buffa will be the winner of the of the DGP. He's doubling down. He's back in a different pony. <laughs> yeah any any pony who looks like they're not you know weeping in the corner <laughs> they're not he's, 12 he's, years old nervous <laughs> about life he's willing to say you're you're gonna be the winner for me it's at this point toby that a a civilian uh geats shows up so ace rolls in of course has no memory still but he sees buffa and basically sees buffa just get completely like destroyed <laughs> um, well so real quick before we get to that point the one thing that we did find out in the battle that's going on before we find human geats or human ace i guess we have to call them now yeah, yeah. uh they kind of confirmed that the giamoto are the dead riders in flashbacks yeah because they well they've been um saying they've been, they've been hinting towards like the, yeah. the buckles and stuff but they started matching up the a lot of the statements with people from like the old guy that died all, all the way in the beginning when KWA first started. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely one of the new Giamoto because he says he can't afford to lose just yet, which is what the guy said all the way in the beginning because his kid was sick. And he was doing it for his family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah, either like they straight up became the writers or the writers like, you know, absorbed them in such a way that they're, they've learned all their statements and stuff. But yeah, th- there are multiple writers that they flash back to, with the statements that the Giamato riders are saying. So it's, yeah, it's pretty clear. And, and I think like Buffa even realizes it in this part of the fighting that like, Oh wait, what? Who <laughs> 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 that can't be him. Um, so yeah, that, that seems like what the, what the case is. But Buffa at this point, like I said, gets kind of, uh, let's say mortally wounded. <laughs> so he gets, he gets um, kind of taken out. Ace runs up to kind of um, help him. Suitless right? Ace. Yes. Plain, plain ass Ace still has the skills and the desire to be like, these weird monsters are attacking. I should probably do something and help these cool guys in suits. Yeah. Because first, before this, he helps uh, the, the, the Giamato like break into the like photo shoot that he's having. And he like he kind of fights him off, pushes him off and like helps the people that are his like staff and stuff at the time. So he's like already a little heroic um, without, you know, having his memories or having his powers. And then, yeah, that continues out here. So he sort of, he holds Buffa kind of in his arms as Buffa's dying and, and Buffa, Buffa gives this kind of speech a little bit, right? Like it starts out like, you know, First, he says, of course, all the common deserve to, deserve to die. You're all the same to me. Uh, but then as he's kind of holding him, he's like, he's like, you always said that, you know, as long as I keep playing, I can win eventually. But you can always do it. And I can't like what what's the difference between us? And then Buffa says, make me believe in you, <laughs> which I thought was pretty, pretty fun at this so, point. Go yeah, ahead. So, OK, so I have in my notes that we have to pull a hard stop right now. Yeah. So as of this point in the show, if nothing changes, one of the two wishes, if the game is one, is either ultimate world peace or a girl gets a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Equal stakes, I think. Yeah, (laughs) equal stakes. (laughs) That's amazing. Because again, like I didn't, I didn't see Buffa dropping like this. And then as soon as he did, I just, I wrote down my thing. I was like, make sure Josh stops right here and point, <laughs> and point this out to him. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I, do, I do love like, so I love Neon as a character too. And like, I love that after all the growth that she has, has made over the course of this, uh, this season so far, 
she still is so determined about her wish. Like she's still so into that being her wish and that being a goal and the outcome. Like, I feel like you've, you've grown enough by now that like you would realize that's a little frivolous, but maybe well, especially not. the, yeah, like especially the past couple episodes seemed like she was over that aspect of it. Like, but she kind of doubles down this episode. She's like, yeah, I'm going to find my true love. Yeah, let's do it. I can do it. <laughs> I guess when it was within grasp, it seemed like the thing. But does she know that well, if she was friends with Geats in one of those old conversations, does she know you can't wish the same thing twice? Because I, I forget um, who, because I forget who found out when about that think, about that ability or lack of ability. I guess I think Geats so, told her right because Kawa was the one who was like, you know, having oh, yeah. a horrible time. So I think Geats yeah. was told her about it. Yeah. So maybe that's why she's maybe fighting for it again, because she's like, hey, if I don't get this this time and I lose, I'm not going to have the the will or drive after this is over <laughs> to, to ever do, find do this again. Yeah. To ever find the person. I love. That could be. Yeah. Also, so maybe I'll, like, I'll give her some credit. I'll give her some credit. <laughs> maybe too, like if Geats isn't there and like you have nothing else to cling to, 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 to cling to. You might as well like decide to, to cling to your original wish. Like, yeah, okay. I can, yeah, I can boyfriend, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, Buffa kind of pulls off his, his driver. It starts to crack his ID core cracks, meaning he's being eliminated and he kind of thrusts it into um, Ace's hands. Ace, his finger touches Buffa's ID core. So if you're watching that closely, you realize that, oh, um, Geats is going to be getting his memories back. And and he does. Okay. So basically, cut to back in the lounge. We're, we're back. Um, Kawa and Neon are there, and they have brought Geats back with them because uh, he kind of grabbed them and said, like, oh, we have to get to safety. The Game Master is not happy to see Geats. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Geats just, they bo- I mean, both of them pretty much, just go guns blazing with any information humanly possible. Yes. As like giant FUs back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. So like the first thing that Ace does is call him Game Master. So K1 and 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 uh, and, and, and Neon are like, what? Nani? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's all out on the table. Um Geats says that he wants his ID core back. Um, the game master, of course, says, no, <laughs> I'm not letting you back in this game. And Geats says, like, I don't, I don't want to join the game. Yeah, I just want the ID core back. So they argue back and forth about that a little bit. Um, meanwhile, Kawa and Neon, like, now are trying to question the game master now that they found out he's the game master. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's the nature of this game? What are you not telling us? Like, they're doing their best to kind of... Um, ask questions at this point and along with that it's hilarious because like geats is acting the same way towards the game master that they are but the presentation is so different that like they ask him questions the like uh ky neon ask questions and he's so calm and like passive with them and like well you know i think you can do it but you know there are still rules you guys have to follow and this is the way it's supposed to work but if Geats is like, I want to come back in, he's like, go fuck yourself. No, you're not. <laughs> exactly. I've had enough of your shit. Oh, you're out of here. In <laughs> kind of a, I, I think a means to like placate um, Kawa, the, the GM uh, hands over a boost buckle. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys can do it here. This this will help. <laughs> he just gives them an extra boost buckle. Well, yeah, you, you got this. <laughs> Yeah, because like he uh, says to Neon, don't you want to realize your ideal world calmly? And then she says, I don't think we have the skills for it. So he goes, I understand. So here, let me help you with this. Yeah. And it's just like so calm and passive compared to how he was literally just talking to Geats. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're here. Get out of here. Um, so Geats, so, you know, at this point he's told Geats, no, you can't, you can't have your buckle back. You're not uh, qualified to be a common writer. Sumi, however, steps in and says, well, actually, she she pulls the ultimate actually. Um, he is qualified to be a common writer um, because his very first wish that he when he won the, the DGP the very first time was that he would compete in the Desire Grand Prix until he dies. So until and that moment, he's qualified to continue to be a common writer. Along with that, this starts the ultimate 
like people say like oh they're playing 4d chess as like a joke <laughs> of like your one level pass where everyone else is supposed to be geats is on like this starts like geats is like 27d chess game of like yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the episode so so she, he gets the driver back basically and then the game master he kind of maybe smirks or something and the game master's like you weren't planning this like like this wasn't your plan all along was it and then we we cut to some flashbacks where basically yes it was his plan all along he he wakes up in his room he he sees a poster of himself which kind of has a little bit of a coded message which tells him to look at a different poster which tells him to look behind the poster which is essentially it's like the full written out explanation that begins with like to my amnesiac self. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he, that was a quote I wrote down. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and he explains the fact that like you, you don't have your memories. You maybe will see soldiers that are wearing a belt buckle. You have to touch the belt buckle. That'll give you all your, all the memories back, like writes out the full explanation for like, you know, you don't have your, your you don't have any, any memories. Here's what you do. And, that was why Ace was acting the way it was. And, and yes, this was the plan all along that he would lose his memories and then he would be able to get his his uh, his position back because of his first wish. Definitely 4D chess. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also at some point you and I joked about someone losing their memories because they were they were eliminated and doing like a 51st 51st dates esque like like here's what's going on <laughs> note to like <laughs> and they did it. <laughs> that's literally what happened here <laughs> so awesome <laughs> so ace is back he borrows the boost buckle so he's like eh, i'm gonna take this and um he heads out <laughs> and he basically says like I, I said it sounded like super villainy, but his quote is like, leave the world to me. And yeah. just like, he just leaves him there. He just says like, you two stay here. I'm going to go solve this problem real quick. It's fine. And <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have said, daddy's got it. <laughs> Cause yeah, he, so what happens here is an amazing fight sequence. So again, like really, really fantastic choreography. But what happens is he goes out, he kicks ass and he beats the final boss all by himself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem uh, plus by it. He just goes nope. out and he's like, yep, it's time to go. Gets and the job done. To go back to our earlier conversation, it plays the stupid OP again. Yep. But this time, because I was like, I know it's just going to be a fight. I don't really need to pay attention. Uh, I watched the English translation of the lyrics to the song. And it pretty much explains the show word for word. For word. So I was actually sure. impressed yeah. that that's what the lyrics were. But I guess it's not like a famous song overlaid the show it was no, they, they wrote the it show. for this yeah, yeah so yes, it makes they're, sense. they're usually pretty good about that like they're they're usually pretty good about the lyrics if not like laying out the plot of the show like really heavily explaining the themes of the show um so yeah that's usually fun to like read the translations of the theme songs for that reason so wipes out final boss of course but dun 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 game doesn't clear so ace is like what's going on the game's not over turns out the game master has pulled a fast one on everybody um the the game isn't over because the game master has simply decided that it's not over <laughs> and he's going to be holding the desire deity playoffs so and kawa and neon have uh one more chance to win and he's inviting ace into the game for the playoffs so um, again, the, the game master in, in the thousandth example of it is completely making up the rules as he goes at this point and doing anything he wants to attempt to eliminate uh, geeks. But so it's, uh, it's funny. It's so I usually, especially since maybe the first couple, I always read the stupid DGP rule at the end of the episode because yeah. they always do the little recaps. And I guess the official rule is a game is not cleared until the game master says it's clear. Yep, that's what we learned this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually funny that like they hard coded in, in the rules, like you guys can do whatever you want to do. But by the way, like if I say we're not done, we're just not done. Like it's yeah. just. <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem like you know, as far as the um, the structure of the Desire Grand Prix goes, it seems like the game masters have a lot of power. Yeah, they, they have a lot <laughs> of uh, they have a, a lot of leeway in doing whatever they want. <laughs> um, you know, he's only gotten yelled at that one time so far. 
<laughs> and I feel <laughs> like he's very much overstepped his bounds <laughs> multiple times. So, um, yeah, seems like he's got a long leash. But uh, yeah, so that's that's it. Geats found his way back. I I didn't expect him to be back. Um, uh, you know, a mere half an episode later. But but here we are. I didn't expect him to be eliminated in the first place. So yeah, like, <laughs> he, it, it, it was it was pretty much the most seamless transition from <laughs> like yeah. out to back in, and yep. no memory wipe or anything that we've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. Because in 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 perfect Ace fashion, it was all planned. <laughs> there was never any never any doubt that he was going to get his his driver back. As just you know, um, step five <laughs> of seventeen. <laughs> just another day in his life. Yep. <laughs> all right, so that's gonna do it for uh, for our show. I think um, <laughs> that's gonna do it for our episode. I'm really excited about the next episode. Excited to see see where this goes and. Um, Probably see the end of a game. We'll see how that goes. Um, Who will be the grand victor? <laughs> we all will be, Toby. All uh, of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's going to do it for us. If you want to check out uh, all of our past episodes, you can do that. Um, you can check out the podcast version by searching for The Comment Writers in your favorite podcasting app. Or you can check out the video version of the show. Uh, you can go to commonwritersucks.com. Uh, to find the video playlist, or you can uh, check out the website, uh, commentwriters.com as well. Um, you uh, you also should subscribe to us, leave reviews in those places, give us the the old YouTube thumbs up. All that stuff is is always helpful. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Ring <laughs> whatever, the bell. Or whatever they used to say. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you can also find us on the internet uh, when we're not doing the comment writers. Toby, where can the people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Life of Tobes, T-O-B-E-S. And on YouTube, I am at Tobes Plays, where, Josh, you'll be surprised to know, I'm currently not playing a Yakuza game, but I'm oh. playing Judgment, which is like oh, Yakuza, you but if you're a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. Got it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually the most shocked that you hadn't played those already. They were, they're not on the compu- they were not on the personal computer. Up until oh, okay. a month or two ago, so I had no way to because I wasn't going to buy a PlayStation for all this. That seems reasonable. That seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr. I am at Pretty Dece Josh on both of those. That's P R E T T Y D E C E J O S H. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it for us for this week. We'll be back next week for episode sixteen. Until then, have a great week. See you, everybody. I'm taking shots at the enemy I'm gonna make it to the top, leave a legacy If I got something to say, you better let me speak Turn it up a new degree, bitch, you ain't seen anything I pop off with the new rock Electronic, blow the sonic proof up I'm too honest when I take a few shots They're too toxic, need to take